back to Rappin' with Rico and former All-American quarterback Steve Taylor. The 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Thanks for joining us here on 93.7 The Ticket. I'm Jake Buckman in for Rico today as he makes his way to Tampa for the Final Four. Uh, Him and DP are headed down there uh, to cover the action as hopefully Nebraska can bring home a title. Of course, in uh, Nebraska football, it's been a crazy week in Husker recruiting and speculation, (laughs) I suppose. Um, And it continues to get crazier here as uh, Steve Taylor, of course, All-American quarterback with me. Uh, The latest on this is that Sean Callahan is now, uh, of course, of Husker Online, has crystal balled a commitment uh, or excuse me, he crystal balled his uh, his commitment of Daniel Kalen now to Michigan State. Of course, that's not oh, official. It's okay. just it's just a prediction. But these uh, these crystal ball, you know, guys like Sean Callahan who, who throw that out, he's not often wrong. Is why it's kind of important that he threw that out there. Um, Steve Wolfong, uh, another another prominent uh, recruiting uh, guy, has has crystal balled Dylan Riola <laughs> to Nebraska among many others. Um, but uh, so this thing is all wrapping up. It's very interesting, and so I kind of want to go through each and every kind of viewpoint of these different quarterbacks let's as do. they're moving let's, around. Let's, let's get into it and All see right. if you can get the nickname of uh, the new quarterback that may be coming. Yeah. You got have you, heard, have you heard that? Oh, you haven't heard it? Uh-uh. McCord? You haven't heard it? Uh-uh. Are you serious? I don't I don't know his nickname, no. Honda McCord. Honda McCord. Why is that? I guess Honda stepped in with a $600,000 NIO package. <laughs> okay, so he's, uh, he's paid by Honda then. Huh? Yeah. Come on, you haven't heard that? <laughs> I haven't heard that. Aren't you? You're all over Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I missed that one. Yeah, Honda McCord. I'll have to look into it. I'm going to write you, that down. You get that, right? I like that, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they, they say, <laughs> yeah Honda McCord. So see, yeah, you learn something uh, new every, every day. I used, to, I used to love the Accord, too. I never forget, dude. I never forget this. When my Lincoln parents, when I was a freshman, my Lincoln parents picked me up at a Harper's Ram Smith. And they're a very modest family. And they were, damn, my Lincoln dad picked me up in a Honda Accord. I never was in a car that had so many lights. <laughs> Just <laughs> a whole, lot of lights in the there. The whole dash was like all lit up, illuminated. It was a, <laughs> it was literally the nicest car I've ever been in. Huh. That was a nice, nice. And, and it was just a Honda Accord yeah. in 1985. I never mm. forget this. He picked me up at a Harper's Ranch Method. We're going for dinner. Picked me up like at 6 o'clock. And I'm like, man, this is a really nice car. <laughs> Do my dream car ever, when I was dreaming, and I didn't, I guess I didn't dream big enough, was a Grand Jeep Cherokee. Okay, yeah. And a BMW. Oh, that's a pretty good. I idea. said, I said, if I ever get those two cars, I'm fulfilled in life. There you and go. if I had a house that was two hundred thousand dollars, mm. you accomplished all those, those things. Yeah, I mean, I. Yeah, I did. Actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not saying that in an arrogant way. No, right, but, yeah, yeah. But that was that was my dream. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it changed. Right, it changed. It changed. Once it escalated, you but, some things, but, but that was when I was a kid growing up, and I was a freshman. If I if I can have a Grand Jeep Cherokee and a and a BMW and a two hundred thousand dollar house, I would be I, I would be the happiest guy on earth. I'd be content the rest of my it life. It didn't change to a Honda Accord after that. Uh, trip? Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> then after a while, you wanted a yeah, Honda yeah, Accord. Yeah, yeah. I won't go there. It's, it's, I was fortunate enough in that regard, but yeah, but that's that was my dream. Yeah, maybe, yeah. I, didn't, maybe I didn't dream big enough. Hey, well, you got to start. You know, sometimes it's good to dream <laughs> anyway, step by step, right? I don't want to digress, but no. So I, yeah. I, I got it from inside sources. It was Honda stepped up with the NIL package of six hundred thousand. His nickname was Honda McCord. <laughs> I mean, right. uh, yeah. 
Yeah, we'll Honda see McCord. if uh, we'll, we'll see, see if, if that comes. The Honda dealerships around here have heard, heard maybe of that. <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe that's an Ohio State thing, uh, but we will see. <laughs> um, but interestingly enough, obviously Kyle McCord uh, visiting Nebraska, the the Ohio State transfer. Um, that's in the news. And then, of course, Dylan Raiola, the big kind of surprise out of nowhere, interest back in Nebraska. And then what that means for now, it makes, Daniel Kalen. It makes a lot of sense. It really does. It makes a lot of sense. So, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see if it, if it happens. I don't, want to, I don't want to get off track, but, I'm, you know, you know what's going on with Live Golf and the PGA Tour, right? Oh, yeah. With, yeah. with Rom and all this kind of stuff. So, you know, I mean, it doesn't make too much sense to me that McCord will leave Ohio State. That I'm puzzled with. But I don't know what's going on. You know, what is it, Columbus or whatever? Right? Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know what's going on there. And how he was treated and the expectations and, and, and the quarterbacks that he has to he had to follow, you know, the last yeah. decade, right? They've had some great ones in that pressure and stuff. So, but still leaving there doesn't really make any sense for me. Unless it's almost like live golf where they're going to make him a, a very attractive package that he comes here. I could see that. So we're going to see how all that plays out. Yeah. Um, Rayola. I mean, I, I see that his uncle's here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think rule is a rule is captivating, you know, can do some good things have done some great things. Um, there's some history there. So that makes sense to me. So I could see that. I can see how that could happen. And then if, you know, if, if this kid McCord can bring a few players with him, I get it. It could make a huge difference. Yeah. So that would be a major, major coup for University of Nebraska Lincoln and Coach Rule and his staff. They can do that. Just like the live golf when they got Jeff, when they got Ron. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so we'll, well see it, what happens. It's interesting, too, because I think behind all this, which is basically Nebraska's quarterback room going from one of the worst in Power Five to one of the best. Not I, wouldn't, just, I wouldn't say best, but extremely competitive or very good you have yeah, a, chance. a yeah. huge yeah. step yeah. up obviously you you have you know you would have in this case Kyle McCord who's a, one of the top you know 15 no, proven quarterbacks yes. in the nation mm-hmm. along with a, a young know, the kid. number one prospect as as a young kid Absolutely. I mean that's a pretty and good if, room and if all those kids if he's good and that happens and you know we're set for you know four or five years yeah we could be um, so you, you do all that, but the kind of the backdrop is this: is that Husker fans were pretty infuriated with their offensive coordinator this this past year, See, Marcus Satterfield. I know that's that would not be an attraction for me. Yeah, but I also heard that there's this guru, this quarterback whisperer that may come that's 60 years old. I don't know if you heard about that guy. Well, yeah, there are whispers out there, of maybe a quarterback coach or like, why is all this happening? Right? Is it is Satterfield part of the attraction, or is there uh, some sort of quarterback you I, know connection? I here? think I think it's money, and I think it's need. And I think it's uh, I don't how how can I say this that pl- I don't want to say players don't want to put the time in, but they want immediate gratification and they want to be loved by everyone all the time. They're millennials. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, but how, uh, that's so, too like how could you blame them? Like if I'm a quarterback in the portal, them? and you know maybe like for Kyle McCord too, and we'll have to see about his pro prospects. But there's <laughs> there's certain guys that are kind of in that. Fifth, sixth, seventh round. Maybe you'll get a few, sh- you know, a shot in the league. Maybe not. And so, if you're getting a chance at millions of dollars no. now, I, I, tra- I forget loyalty. I'll transfer it. <laughs> you know, that's your that's your chance to for you. But you know, for some kids, it's like you know Marvin Harrison Jr. It's like to build your own name and and you know step out of the sh- a shadow of your dad. But for other kids, that's like your family's meal ticket to like a different level of living. You can set yourself up pretty good at. 
22, 23. Yeah. I mean, you got a nice down payment for a house. You can invest in the in your 401k. You can start investing at, at such a young age. And you that money could be put to very, very good use. There's, there's no question about that. That's why all this is so fascinating and so intriguing, you know, um, you know, to be in that type of position. You know, before it was just, you know, you work hard all your life, get a good opportunity, go to NFL and get your fat paycheck, you know, yeah. or, or whatever, baseball, whatever it is. Baseball is a longer grind. You know, with the minors and stuff like that. Basketball is the same thing. You work all your life and everything, go to college, play a year, then sign that big NBA contract. But you have to you have to put the time in. Now you just gotta play football till you're eighteen. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I but, you know, but football has changed so much with these kids and these private trainers when they're, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 years old, they're going to these they got all these different leagues and these summer leagues and all the stuff that they're doing. So they are putting some time in and some effort into it. And then if, you know, now you're saying, hey, if I go to high school and I'm, I'm in the top 50 or the top 100 athletes, I'm going to, I'm going to get some, I'm going to get a nice little contract at 18 years old. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of cool. Now I did hear that some institutions are backing down from that. They're not going to give a lot of money to high school kids. You know, they may get 150, 200, but they're not going to give them the $500,000 million contract. You have your exceptions with, you no, know, not even should do it, but like Manning, mm-hmm. you know, Maybe a Rayola because his there's some history with his family. That's a different. That's a whole different deal, right? Their markability and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, it's it's just this is crazy times that we're that we're dealing with. Crazy well, times. I just, I would not. It'd be very difficult to be a coach. Very difficult. Oh yeah, roster management I, these days. I mean, it's very difficult. I mean, yeah. I, I can't imagine. So yeah, and and for what it's worth too, Dylan Royal, obviously that depending on the service. Uh, in some services, the top quarterback in the nation, but many of them, the top recruit, if he does come to Nebraska since Marlon Lucky in 2005 <laughs> class, yeah. that's a long time ago. So I and mean, that's that 18 years ago. And that, you know, Marvin Lucky, he, Lucky was a pretty good player, but nothing. Pretty good college player, yeah, yeah but yeah, not, but nothing. you know, he was supposed to be the next Reggie Bush. Yeah, he wasn't yeah, quite yeah, that. Well, he wasn't, wasn't near that. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, you know, you know, he wasn't, right? But that's, it's, that's it's a good truth. kind yeah. of story to, to remind no. yourself, as highly ranked as these guys are out of high school, there's nothing guaranteed at the next level. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. And how many of those guys are really legit, you know? Yeah. So the beauty of it that we will find out. Yeah. <laughs> One way or the other, we will find out. So, uh, you know, so even if that is true, we want to see what this McCore guy looks like on a below average team. Yeah. Well, and you I know? wanted to ask you too, because I, because I kind of thought about this, is that, you know, thinking about in the recruiting services – you know, there were parade All-American stuff in the 90s and before yeah. that. But then, you know, really in the early 2000s and when the rivals and the 24-7 started popping up and, re- and ranking all these. So he would be the highest rated recruit for Nebraska basically since then. Wow. Um, would you, I, I guess maybe you'd have some knowledge on some of these other guys, you know, Tommy and Turnagill and all those I do, guys. I do. But I do. For, for yourself, like, where would where were you in the picture as far as, like, top uh, recruits because I, I know you were yeah, pretty was, highly regarded. Yeah, I was a blue chipper back then. It was a blue chipper if you were a blue ribbon. So I was a blue chipper. So I, I would assume that would correlate to the top 100, top okay. 50 okay. in that recruiting class. Like our recruiting class when I came was the number two recruiting class in the country. Hmm. So, and uh, in that class, you had Broderick Thomas, who was not a parade all American. The parade all American was Leroy Etienne. Okay. I was not a parade all American. Eric Mitchell was from Pine Bluff, Arkansas, who went to Oklahoma. And that's like great above the blue chip type of deal? That's your parade all American. So you're you would probably be in the top, I guess the top what, 
22, top 25 player. Okay, yeah, yeah. Each position, each position. Yeah. That's the parade All-American, right? Okay. So, and I was not that. Brodick was not. Leroy Etienne was. Richard Bell was not. I had some offensive linemen and stuff like that. So, uh, but overall, we were the number two recruiting class in the country. Mm. So, we probably would have been minimum minimum three. We probably would have been four to five stars. Okay. I would say that's what we probably yeah, yeah, would have yeah, been. I would have sure. been like a four star or something like sure. that. You know, yeah. Roddick would have been maybe a five star. Uh, Leroy would have been, Leroy was a parade all American. Yeah, it would have been a five star. You know, he'd have been you know, five star plus. Yeah. Right. So that's how I equated to. But, and I tell you, in that class, I was an all first team all American on three or four teams. Roddick Thomas was a consensus all American. So he made every all American team mm. there was in that class. Leroy was all conference. And I was, you know, so. So we did have a couple All-Americans, which would be good, which would be reflective of our rating and that kind of stuff. Um, you know, so that's where we would have fallen. Do you know if, if that uh, answers if, your question? Like a Turner, yeah, yeah, certainly for yourself. Do you know if like a Turner Gill or a Tommy Frazier or any like the— Turner Gill would have been a— Who fourth, had the highest rated recruit, you think, at, at of the quarterbacks you can think in Nebraska? Oh. Well, I would think Turner Gill yeah. would have been one. Uh, he was by now. I look at that by schools that you were offered from. Sure, yeah. You know, he was offered by some of the best schools, Oklahoma, Nebraska. Um, I was there too. I didn't really get recruited by Oklahoma because I wasn't a, a wishbone type quarterback. Mm. Although Turner, I don't know what Turner ran in high school. Um, Wendell Wooten, from what I understand, would have been probably up there like that. Mm. Uh, never played quarterback in the collegiate level, but he was highly taunted coming out of high school. What year was um, he in? About. He was a year before me. Oh, okay. I didn't even, it's funny. I didn't even look at that one. I didn't figure that. I, I didn't know, that, didn't know I, that. I didn't know that until I came here because it's, <laughs> yeah. all, because it's all about you. And, right. <laughs> and Nebraska and Nebraska never told me about Wendell. Yeah, <laughs> you wouldn't want to bring him up. Yeah. No, they never told me about They recruited the, the, the number one dual threat quarterback out of Texas the year before. <laughs> yeah. That's how arrogant we are, dude. <laughs> well, no, well, and that's what makes it no, more no, difficult. No. Like you said, today in the coaching world, like these kids know everything or you can Google they, it. They do. See, we, we didn't have that information. Yeah. And you're kind of stuck on yourself on how good you think you are and that you can go anywhere and play that. The only, only, only roster I knew of was Chris Chandler from University of Washington because he was a red shirt freshman. And I knew Washington liked him. And he was more a prototype quarterback. Yeah. Long time NFL quarterback. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, so that's who he was. He came in before me, and he was he redshirted that year at Washington. I remember that because my coach mentioned that to me, mm-hmm. and Warren Moon mentioned it to me because I talked to Warren Moon about it. Anyway, so, but yeah, so Wendell Wooten would have been highly rated. Um, then myself, um, then may, may probably Mickey Joseph. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right, Mickey Joseph. Yeah, I there were he was highly taunted, highly rated, so he would have been up there. He was more of an option type quarterback, but I think he he wouldn't be more he wouldn't have been a, a dual threat as I was and some other guys, but I think he'd have been rated pretty high in that regard. Um, you know, so that's when I look back at quarterbacks, that's what we look at. Keith McCant probably would have been maybe a three star, mm. something like that. Don't know too much about Jerry because he was just from Nebraska, small kid. You know, don't know who else recruited him. Didn't hear much noise about that. Um, Michael Grant, I don't know if you remember Michael Grant, yeah. was from Florida. He would have been a, a good dual threat quarterback. Um, that probably would have been rated high. You know, but my point is, a lot of those guys that are rated very high don't come to flourishing. Yeah. If you look at the statistic, very few. You hear about the ones that are great, 
but you don't hear about the ones that never really panned out. Yeah. So I, I'm not, that's why I'm not a big believer in all those ratings. You know, especially depends on where you went to school and where you played. There's a different level of football played in Nebraska than California or Texas or sure. someplace. Nothing, nothing against those states. It's just a fact in the conferences that you're in. But even that, you like, it, it would be nice to be able to, like, that's what I always say, like, if there's, there's so much gray area in sports, it'd be nice if there's, like, a black and white yeah. recruit from this area, yeah. they'll be great. And a lot of times it can help, but it can be difficult, too. Yeah. Like, the 2005 class that I mentioned with Harris, or with uh, Marlon Lucky was Harrison Beck, yeah. obviously. Yeah. He would be come to mind as a, a top-rated yeah. recruit that Nebraska went after, and he never turned know, into and, much. And that's, and I'm, I'm just being the truth. That's why I just don't put a lot of stock into it. I really don't. Even with the NFL draft, I don't put a lot of stock. I mean, think about that for a minute. The Joe Montanas, the Tom Brady's, yeah. you know, there are a lot of number one picks that have gone well, but there have been a lot of guys that didn't have not done very well. I mean, I've heard some names the other day that were drafted in the first round or two, and they were out of the league within a couple of years. Yeah, I mean, look what this Zach, what this Wilson kid is going through in New York. Yeah, you know what year is this for him? Number two. Yeah, two or three. Yeah, two or three, much, and he's yeah. like on the verge of like, you know. Well, it's the same thing with like Justin Fields in Justin Chicago. Fields, yeah, I mean, people are arguing, should they move on just, or off him? And it's like, I don't know. Yeah, and, and he, yeah, you know, so that's why I we have the luxury I do. I take the luxury to kind of wait and see. I can look at a guy to see if he has some talent and if he can go to the next level. But, man, even even in Canada, I played with some guys that were Division two guys. That were phenomenal players. Oh yeah, phenomenal players. I'm talking like Hall of Fame players in the, in, in the CFL, um, and um, but they didn't go to a Division One school, but they had that intangible where they they have a chip on their shoulder for whatever reasons they didn't get recruited by those big name schools, and they go off to have and you have that in the NFL. Jerry Rice, yeah, there's tons of them, right? Tons of them uh, that have gone off to have major Hall of Fame careers. That did not go to you know big schools, you know Shannon Sharp guys like that. Not Shannon, but his brother, right? Is it Shannon? I get them mixed up all the time. Yeah, yeah. Shannon Sterling Sharp, I, I played against that went to smaller schools and stuff. So, you know, there are late bloomers, and some guys just have they they just have a niche for whatever they're doing in the pro level and the schemes that they're in that they flourish and become great players. You know, so I I kind of like to hold off and wait and see um, how the, how they do. And because uh, it's 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 a different ball game. Yeah, absolutely, and it will it will be a different ball game too. Maybe we can talk about this coming up next um, for Kyle McCord going from Ohio State yeah, to I'm, Nebraska. That'd be a, that'd be an adjustment. I'm a little for nervous him. about that move a little bit. Yeah, but depends what kind of offense they do and what the coordinator does. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of moving parts here. You're not gonna be uh, running option with him. No, I don't that. think so. I don't think so. Uh, we'll talk more about some of those moving parts coming up next here on Wrapping with Rico and All-American quarterback Steve Taylor here on 93.7 The Ticket.